Are you ready to begin your journey out of the realm of just theories and into a world of excitement and experience that only comes with braving the unknown? Join us as we speak to entrepreneurs who have faced the challenges of successfully creating businesses at home as well as abroad. Whether it's arts, services, or tech, from Shanghai to Tokyo, Bangkok to Mumbai, we'll help you find your inspiration and turn it into action. Get ready for Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now welcome your host, Neville J. McKenzie. Today's conversation is with Graham Brown, founder of Asia Tech Podcast. This is our second one-on-one conversation and was recorded in the ATP studio for the Ask Me Anything podcast, where we discuss podcasting with a focus on Asia, along with the wider personal aspects of podcasting. Now, a podcast is personal, as you say. So really, I think this is a mistake people make, and let's come to this, is that they, they try and focus a podcast on a very specific subject area, which is fine. However, that may change over time, and it probably will, like any human being you're going to evolve and find new interests and so on. Graham is very passionate about podcasting and warning that this is revealed in the language he uses to express what he is doing with Asia Tech Podcast and podcasting in general. So now, without further delay, let's begin. Graham Brown and Neville J. McKenzie. Neville, welcome. Welcome, Graham. Um, I'm pleased to be here once again after my long holiday. Yeah, your journey, your yeah. odyssey. You're back. You're back in Asia, and we are talking about podcasting. And we're going to talk about what people ask. What are the most commonly asked podcast podcasting questions? As high-profile podcasters, we do get asked a lot of very similar questions, and we want to deal with some of those today. And they're not always the answers that you expect like what do i need to get started what kind of guests should i get on board and so on like maybe our answers today might be a little bit different to everybody else's but that's why we're here so put this into context and asia tech podcast i am now doing a series on the best podcast hosts in asia so i'm going around all the podcasts and getting their hosts onto asia tech podcast and asking them to share their stories and it's been amazing so I've started that process and it's been a lot of fun talking to other podcast hosts. I don't know, do you get much time talking to other podcast hosts? No, I, I did talk to a few in China where um, they're a bit isolated. or right. other t- And um, yeah, so I met a few. That was in the early stages. I've been about maybe when did I leave? Two and a half years ago. So I'd be about four years ago when I was starting out. And I bumped into a few people that had been podcasting. I also sent out a few emails but one of the problems with podcasting in China is that they have the Great Firewall. Right, and so they're hidden. Yeah, and the problem with that is that to get a podcast out, so to speak, published, it's slower. It's just more difficult. Mm. Google's blocked. So a lot of um, websites, they use uh, Google, um, what do you call it? VPN. Yeah, Google um, characters. In right. the, so you find that the even the layout of the website in China is different. Right. So um, that was one of the problems I would have had in there. Um, now leaving, I found that I'm having to relearn 
a lot of the things I learned in in China. Mm. So that's uh, one of the problems. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right. Okay. So we're going to talk about what people ask us about their problems in podcasting. Because here's the thing. Um, we've done about 450 podcast episodes. And I've, I've done 400 of those. I've done 400 of those. And I've done 40. I'll be publishing 48 in a bit. Right. Which I've nicked from you. Yeah. I've nicked one from you. Did you? Yeah. All right, fine. We'll, we'll get the lawyers onto that afterwards. So um, we've done a lot of podcasts and different types of podcasts as well. So naturally, because we're high profile as well, and we're on video, um, people ask us questions. Oh, how do I do that? So let, let's deal with some of those those questions. Because um, I, I think you know, the thing about podcasting is that it, it's, uh, it's a growing market. It's a growing industry. A lot of interest here in Asia in podcasting is growing you know we're sort of four or five years behind the u.s people look at the u.s and think oh that's going to happen here how do i do that so now people are curious because they can see the road mapped out in front of them but they don't necessarily know how to get started they don't know what the first step should be and um, one of the first questions let's deal with this one of the first questions uh, people ask me and it's it's more it's important it's not a technical question but it, it's a, a real showstopper probably the biggest showstopper beyond, you know, what gear do I need is what should I podcast about? Now, lots of people ask me this question because there isn't an easy answer. You know, um, people think, and I think as well, and this is what I want to get to in this point is that often the answer that they arrive at is the wrong one starting with. And it's often they spend too long trying to get that definitive thing that they're going to podcast about. How do you answer this question? What do you do when you, you Asia biz stories, you know, did you off the bat know exactly what you were going to talk about? Uh, I knew off the bat because it was based on a favor that I did for somebody, which was to interview um, presenters mm. that, and then I put the audio file on the website and then the podcast evolved from that. But if, if I wanted to think of what I wanted to do now and I've got different ideas of what I want to podcast on, um, they're nothing to do with entrepreneurship. And what I'm finding is I'm doing research now and thinking about how I can tell that story that I really want to tell, which isn't about entrepreneurship. Because I think entrepreneurship is a very specific niche to people that are entrepreneurs but i want to do a more general podcast which i think will be more interesting to mm. a, a lot of people is that a slight change i think it'll be a big change because it involves telling my personal story mm. and i think to really get into podcasting is to tell a, something that's personal about you something that you're interested in that can only be told by you mm. and to do that it could be could be something involving your work but it wouldn't be just the standard issue oh, okay this is how you do what i do it'd be more of the why you do what you do mm. and that motivation that's deeper inside and that come and and also what that will do is it will enable you to grow further into what you what you're interested in right. and i think that's important for podcasters and anyone that's interested in podcasting in that they'll develop a better understanding by asking what's involved. Right. 
Yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. You've got to look at it as a growth you know, experience as well, right? And I think that's what's happened with you. I think you've you've grown with the podcast. You now know more about entrepreneurship. You know more about people. You know more about creating an environment that people can walk into and then can tell you their stories. I think mm. that's something that you've that I've seen in you. Um, and, you know, that's something that other people can develop. Yeah. That, so, well, thanks, Neville. I'll, I'll take that as a compliment. That, um, that whole thing about what should I podcast about, like you, you had a clue starting off, and I, I think a lot of people don't know because a typical conversation is, oh, you know, maybe I should podcast about female leadership for example, or maybe I should podcast about HR, but I'm really interested in China. So there's a real mixed bag. And I think about myself when I started the podcast as well, like you talk about growing, I think I knew kind of, but only several hundred in did I really know what it was. Yeah, and that's part of the growth. And also that growth you can always change your podcast. Mm. You can always say, okay, that's the end of this podcast and you can change it. Yeah. There's no rule that says you have to stick with it forever and ever and ever. You can do 10 episodes and then find mm, not interested in that, but you've now learned the process, how to create a podcast mm. and then you try something else. And there are many podcasters that have had maybe four, five podcast before they've then found the podcast that they really want to go in with the story they really want to tell so that's also a, a growth process mm. as well so you shouldn't be afraid to start because you can always stop and change direction yeah that's great advice don't get hung up on getting it perfect because it will change right i think everybody's podcast does change over time and I know you mentioned it as starting and stopping. I kind of like look at it as a continuation anyway. It just evolves. Like everybody you know has gone through many phases and chapters in their life, whether it's geographical or career. Now, a podcast is personal, as you say. So really, I think this is a mistake people make, and let's come to this, is that they, they try and focus a podcast on a very specific subject area, which is fine, However, that may change over time and it probably will, like any human being, you're going to evolve and find new interests and so on. So let, let's sort of try and unpack the podcast a little bit and understand it from the angle of what it is actually, rather than being content about content, it's a story, as you say, and, it, and it, like, it's interesting what you're saying about your own podcast is you're sort of taking it in the angle of your personal story. And I'm a great believer that the anchor, the continuation, the continuity in a podcast is you, not the guest. And ultimately, I know podcast hosts, we like to kind of deflect that a little bit because we're not great self-promoters. We like other people, in, you know, we interview people and so on. We're on the other side of the mic, if you like. We, we sort of curl up a little bit, cringe when we have to be on the mic and tell it about our story. But, you know, I, I think that if you were to do a 45 minute or one hour podcast and I interviewed somebody, but 
the the listener didn't find out anything about me, I think that's a waste. I think you have to drop clues, even if it's small things like, yeah, when I, I left China or, you know, or that a similar thing happened to me when, you know, I was working in Kuala Lumpur or whatever it is, you're, you're dropping clues about who you are in your life and so on. And those sort of all build up, you know, episode to episode. And ultimately the listeners are going to connect with you. So if I come away after every episode and you've done a great interview, but I don't know who the hell Neville is, then I think that's a waste. And I think in a way, Tim Ferriss suffered that problem that he did all these great interviews, but nobody knew who Tim, Tim Ferriss the man was, right? And even people like Larry King, you know, the masters of interview from the old school era, I can't tell you anything about him. I don't know anything about him, apart from I read his biography, but that was kind of a bit of a cheat, but most people won't. So I think the podcaster plays a different role to just being an interviewer, right? And I want your sort of, you know, your thoughts and your experience on this is that, you know, when I started podcasting and what it was about was interviewing people. Now I don't see myself as an interviewer because an interviewer is just getting information out of that interviewee, right? Now I think it's got to be a conversation. Yeah, I agree. It's got to be a conversation between two people and of more. And the listener isn't really um, listening to an interview he's listening to a conversation it's like the third person or that extra person standing next to a group of people that are having a conversation right and they're eavesdropping they're and that's, that interaction of eavesdropping is almost where i think the relationship starts to build up because when you hear a good conversation and you're interested there's a point when you want to join in and you want to ask the interviewee or the host a question right. and that's when you start i think to get that interaction between the host and the listener um you know i have a situation where because the guests are changing every week if it's a inter if it's a sort of a i don't want to say interview if it's a conversation mm. um one party is changing all the time but one party the host is constant and that's where you start to build a relationship. And that's where people start to identify with what's going on. And they see the host almost as a, I wouldn't say a friend, but somebody that they have a relationship with. Trust, yeah. yeah they trust, trust you yeah. to bring and interpret content as well. Right? Yeah. And as that, that develops, uh, I think there's a point where um, they may want to meet mm. Or even have some, you know, send an email or telephone conversation. And it also allows potentially them to become a guest on the show. Right. Part of that whole conversation, mm. right? You, you said something interesting that that third person. And th I think this is really worth drilling down into a little bit because it's about what a podcast should be and shouldn't be in and what it could be, right? Some people do podcasts and they are very content specific. They're interviews with people and they're really good interviews. Like in the old world of media, great journalist interview, right? In a great journalistic interview, the journalist really takes a back seat, right? However, there's a type of podcast and we see this more and more, like the Joe Rogan show. And 
elements of this I've tried to capture here in the Age Tech Podcast Studio, like with the the grind, for example, where we sit around and have that campfire conversation, right? And I think your point about the third person is interesting because it's like what what a podcast should be. It's a conversation, and I think the goal. Maybe I'm wrong here because maybe it should be content, but my feeling is the goal of a podcast is to create a conversation. And the reason why we want to create a conversation is we don't have conversations like this anymore. We used to in the olden days, ye olden days. You remember those? Yeah, I do. You do? But those conversations in the old days were very private. Right, exactly. And they were, you know, they'd be with a group of people and there was no way of recording what was going on. So now you have a situation where a conversation between two, three, four people can be heard all over the world or seen all over the world and sort of live or within a very short time and it can be replayed over and over again. And there's a danger to that because, you know, if you say something maybe four years ago or sometime in the past, wherever, um, people can say, look, there you are. Right. But also... Especially when alcohol is involved. Yeah. But, yeah, alcohol. But then another thing is that you can also see how people are changing over time, how yeah, their right. views. Yeah. And I think it, it, with, with, I mean, we're going to go into the, well, I'm going to go into how media, um, online media, social media, we have to start to allow people to grow. Right. And I think the podcast... Yeah. And video cast and vlogging, they're allowing people to understand that people will grow, people will change over change. time. But don't you think, I mean, the environment has changed. When you talk about you go on into the public sphere and you say something and then that is in the public sphere forever, you can't change it, right? But I mean, example, Joe Rogan, Elon Musk. Elon Musk goes on the show, he smokes a spliff, you know, like times have changed so rapidly 10 years ago, 20 years ago, it just would have been unacceptable for one of the leading entrepreneurs in the world to do that. Right. And therefore now, I mean, you can go onto any podcast and you know, the, the amount of swearing, I'm not saying it's a good thing. It just is there now. So what, what I kind of feel is that, People accept these are conversations now rather than PR statement. And that is human beings talking to human beings about human things, right? Therefore, I think if you try to play the PR game in podcasts and make it slick and make it, you know, like clipped and edited, then that will backfire because you create a podcast which is a human conversation. Therefore, you have to put all all the mistakes and the, the ums and the ahs and the you know, the bit where he swears and, you know, fuck that. Or I, don't, I mean, just as an example, because I'm not editing that out, right? But I think you have to put it in there so people understand this is what it is. It's a conversation. It's not trying to be PR. Therefore, everything I say has to be taken into that context, right? So four years later, if you come back and say, Graham, you said this, to your point, I've grown. Yeah. It was it Muhammad, Muhammad Ali said like, what did he say? Like, you know, if you spent the last 25 years, if you're the same guy as you were 25 years ago, you just wasted 25 years of your life, right? Yeah. I never heard it. I never heard that before. But Yeah, it was. It was <laughs> yeah. Muhammad Ali, right? Yeah. I mean, he said a lot of good things. So, yeah. 
that was definitely him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, we're on a journey. So I guess, you know, that is part of the podcast. It is, I suppose, a bit riskier than normal in, in the old school PR, but the the rewards are so much higher. Like you say, that people want to connect with you. People want to be part of that conversation. Yeah, but I mean, to add to Elon Musk, I think he did lose his job over that spliff. Right. Um, so I think there is a, with the immediacy, but did he lose over that? I don't. I think that, I think it's a combination yeah, of exactly. events. I mean, it's a combination. Come on, he would yeah. have lost. I mean, before that, he had that weird outbreak in Thailand yeah. where he was like calling somebody pedo boy or whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it was on the cards. Yeah, but um, but there again, and again, it's it's a build up right. of what was going on. That and that maybe that's what he's growing right, right. into. So you can see how people are developing, um, and. A podcast, I mean, if you look at my first podcast, um, you'll hear the audio, the quality of the audio isn't what I would be putting out now. And that's because I made the mistake of using, instead of using the USB microphone, which I was using at the time, I used the laptop microphone. All right, I did one of those the other day. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah, but it's still there. Yeah. And oh, you kept it. I've, uh, I've left yeah. because I think it, 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 it for somebody coming into podcasting right. now, they'll see a difference. They'll see, okay, number one, um, I can, you know, the whole world knows now that you, you can hear the um, audio quality. Right. Um, and you can listen to that and you can see what I'm putting out now. Um, and you can do that. Yeah. And you can do it faster because I can, and you can pass on some of that experience. You've done your 400 podcasts. I'm a bit behind at yeah. 45, but there's a reason for that. And that reason is because I'm, I am deliberately going into more of the technical side. I'm experimenting with different techniques. Um, you, on the other hand, have a lovely studio here. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, which is different. So that each podcaster, I think, and anyone thinking of it, they'll grow into how they want to podcast. If they want to pass all the hard work on to somebody else, they can do that. If they want to get involved and get down into the nitty gritty, they can do that. But there's a scope for everyone to put out their own podcast. And one of the things I do tell people when I meet them and when I'm talking about podcasting is everyone should have a podcast. Hmm. And everyone. Do you believe? Yeah, I think everyone. Every, everyone. It doesn't, I mean, it, it doesn't have to go out every day. It doesn't have to go out, could be once a year, could be once a month. But the idea of using media to yeah, tell yeah. part of your story. Um, it's, you know, it's, I think kids now growing up, they're doing it. Yeah. You know, they, I was with my niece um, a couple of weeks ago in London and um, I spent what an hour with her and she was showing me the app that she was using, which actually produced a dance video that she was miming to. Wow, awesome. And she's 10 years old. Yeah. And if they're doing that now, and I think that's also something, okay, maybe we wouldn't be producing dance mo mo videos to I mime to, but <laughs> we can use it to market ourselves right. and to market our products and market our, you know, market our personalities. Um, there's no reason why anyone with a mobile phone cannot produce their own videos Right. Um, but th there is a reason. What's the reason? Well, fear. F yeah. And um, 
especially, I mean, if you come from the corporate world, which most people do, all that marketing was done for you, right? Yeah. Now you're in a position where, you, what, I have to do it myself? Yeah, but you also have to do it yourself to get a job. Well, that's the, the point, job. right? Yeah. Yeah. That is the point. Yeah. You have to. So that's what it's about. I mean, everybody should have a podcast. No, no excuses, really. Yeah. And I mean, I think about Anne. She sat in the studio when she was starting out and, and took the, uh, the course is that she would admit that she probably didn't have the confidence and thought that she was the least worthy of podcast hosts. Why would they talk to me? Why would they do my podcast? I mean, this is what people think, isn't it, when they start? But it goes back to that, like the Seth Godin quote, pick yourself. You know, pick yourself because that's the era we live in now that, you know, we grew up in an era where if you had a public persona or voice, you would have been an editor or an authority of some sort, right? Radio DJ, um, presenter. Entertainer. Yeah, yeah, you would have been a celebrity. Now that's changed. Everybody has to do it because if you're not doing it, you're getting left behind. That's what's happening, right? Because like, if you're a consultant or you're a public speaker or you want to get a job, as you say, or you want to communicate to your team or whatever it is that you want to do or you just want to consolidate your thoughts, podcasting is probably in there somewhere as a great way to get started. It's not the be all and end all, but it's a great way to kind of, you know, bring it all together and make sense of it. And I think that everybody should do it. And there's no reason, everybody has a great story to tell. I don't think people realize it. That is the problem maybe, that the fear part is that, oh, why me? And we even had that today. We had two, two women who came in and they were, um, talking about starting a podcast and uh very very typical of that situation is they sat here they asked like oh okay we've got to get a really good guest to get started and i can understand where they're coming from i think the challenge is, is that you know why not start the podcast with just you two and talk about what you're going to talk about as the intro like tee it up oh we can't do that because you know i'm not i'm not there yet i'm not at that level i'm not one, like one of these people that we need on the podcast and it's very very common because you, 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 you think that, you know, a podcast host or a guest should be a celebrity of sort, a, a special person. Yet the fact you've stepped up and started a podcast is itself remarkable. And the, I think this is all wrapped up in the idea that if you're going to do a podcast, it's got to have a million downloads. Right. And that's the other thing. Yeah. yeah and it doesn't. What it, yours doesn't? Is that what you say? No, it doesn't. I think my biggest download was uh i won't say um but yeah it's a million downloads well if depending on your market mm. depending on who you want to talk to that a good download could be five ten yeah a hundred two hundred um because you're telling your story to who's interested and who you want to be interested and who you want to reach there's no reason um why say a, a consultant in sort of manufacturing pens would want to get a podcast out to a million people right exactly um, it doesn't need to yeah well, but, i mean like, for example radu who's at radu palomari great podcast supply chain logistics yeah 
I mean, you don't need a million people to make that really powerful. No, you just need the people that are interested in supply logistics. Yeah. And anyone listening to that will get um, will get good content and get good information yeah. from that. And you'll let that, or Radu, I've, I've met him, but he will become one of the leaders in the industry because Absolutely. he's talking to other leaders in the industry. Yeah. And he's given them a platform and he's, you know, it's not a favor, but it's helping the industry gain credibility with other in industries. Yeah. You mentioned like even five people. If you're interested in supply chain logistics, you're, you're right in there. So if you, if five people listening to that, you know, they're five relevant people. They're not just sort of random. People don't randomly float in and yeah, I'm going to listen to supply chain logistics. Yeah. It's unlikely. So you know the person who's listening to that is very relevant to that market. And you can also look at it I mean, with Google. If you do um, a Google search or certain keywords, yeah. you know, you Google marketing, certain keywords cost a lot more. I, I think there was a couple of words that were like $10,000 to use those keywords. Mm. Well, if you think of it, a podcast could be a similar thing where by – if you did, if those, if you found those keywords, ten thousand dollars, and you did a podcast right, based right. on those keywords yeah. around those keywords, then your audience maybe would be, I think it was based on a, a type of law company. Um, it would be targeted at those lawyers, right. and if you did it well, then you you would be attracting those lawyers, and potentially increasing your market share in a very expensive industry yeah absolutely so you know it's i think maybe one way of deciding what your podcast on is look at the keywords well Google. yeah that's definitely a way of doing it if you want to kind of get a start I, i'm i'm more of the angle of just getting started and then the you know it's like writing a book in a way is that so many people the title of the book for example really comes at the end doesn't it and the introduction of a book comes at the end. So it, it's really about creating the context. And the context only happens once you've sort of done quite a bit to kind of get into the groove. So my, my experience being starting Asia Tech Podcast is that it was about Asia and startups. And that's absolutely what I'm passionate about. But I've realized, and this has sort of come more in the, the sort of the, the second half of the, the podcast history, is that more people are interested in podcasting than Asia, in my world, at least, and the people that come to me. So, you know, people see what I'm doing and say, how do I podcast, right? So, you know, what they see me as the podcast guy, not the Asia guy. No, nobody sort of says, hey, you know, can we hire you to talk about Asia? Because there are thousands of people doing that, right? Talking about Asia. But where there's a niche is that people are saying, hey, how do I podcast? So in a way, that has evolved. So, you know, you could do the keywords thing for sure. I think, you know, these, these just kind of help you get started. So to answer that question, what should I podcast about? I think the answer is get started, invite your guests in, you know, your, your mates, your friends, the friendlies, the easy ones to get the low-lying fruit you can get in. And get going. And then, you know, once you're in the rhythm, then the podcast themes will emerge. But never forget, at the end of the day, the podcast is about you. 
So don't miss the trick in dropping hints about you in that podcast. Otherwise, it's it's wasted. And the going a good idea was if you're going to get your friends around to do a podcast, the first podcast could be, what do we podcast about? Absolutely. And just have a discussion based on that. And um, after the third podcast, I think you've have decided. Yeah, and that's cool. And it brings people into the conversation, doesn't it? Because, you know, these days when people like write books, they like publish one and they get people to give feedback on it and so on. Rather than like publish like, here's the book, it's done, we're launching it. It's the MVP way of doing a podcast, isn't it? I mean, this is how we live in the startup world. Minimum viable product. You can do the same for a podcast. Push it out there. Get people on board, right? So may maybe um, one more question. The second most commonly asked question outside of the, the technical um, how long should my podcast be? What is the answer? Oh, let me think about that. Um, as long as it takes. I think that is the right answer. And how long is as long as it takes? Um, just a bit less than when it's too long. Okay. Oh, so I guess the point is there's no magic answer, is there? No, there isn't. It's like, you know, that question, how long is a piece of string? Right, it is really yeah. for podcasting. Yeah. And, and so people will say, look, I don't have time to pod listen to a podcast. I don't have 30 minutes in my day. And it sort of goes back to the point we talked earlier about the third person is that, you know, uh, some people do listen to podcasts for, to get commando-like information, get in, learn about internet marketing, learn about conversion optimization and get out. That's commando audience, right? But I think they're a small group. I think an increasingly increasing number of people listen to podcasts for entertainment, yeah. which is just like enjoyment. Like, you know, why would you listen to a three-hour Joe Rogan? No, you don't listen to it. Wow, there's three hours of information in this. There isn't, right? I, yeah. You're being entertained, but you also, I think even the longer podcast, you're still learning something. Right. Um, and but it's not, it's, it's not sort of a how to fact. No, but based. yeah, but you're relaxing as well. Yeah. Um, and I think cause as you do improve as a podcaster, then you start to put out better content and that once you've got started your first podcast, you know, it's going to be so, so and the next one's going to be a bit better by the time you get to your 10th one, it's going to be definitely better than your first and the more you do, I mean, 400, you know, that's going to be compared to your first one. Yeah. It's going to be excellent, but you're still going to be improving. You're yeah, still, it's, it's that drive it's to constantly being improving, improving, adding more, getting more efficient, getting more effective. So even with the entertainment, the entertainment gets better. So if you want to do an entertaining podcast, um, it's going to improve. Your first one isn't going to be as good as your second or your tenth. Mm -hmm. So it's that, just like gigging, though. Isn't yeah. it? If, you, if you're a, a rock artist, a rock artist, such a yeah. thing. If you're a guitarist or a singer or whatever, it's the same, right? You're going to get better. Yeah. Practice makes permanent. Perfect. Yeah. So uh, the longest podcast I think we've done in the studio is what two and a half hours, three hours. Have we done a three hour? Oh, yeah, but was that three hours? We, yeah. So Barrett signaling me off, off mic. Um, three hours. What's the shortest? Uh, I think that you might hold the record for that. No? 
Didn't you come in and do one? Like what, 20 minutes. 20 minutes, yeah. What, six minutes? Six minutes. Oh, 15 minutes. minutes. 15, it was 15 oh, minutes. 15 minutes, yeah. That long. Yeah. That long, 15 minutes. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. I suppose it depends on what, what you're doing it for. I mean, if it's very sort of factual, then 15 minutes, 30 minutes is fine. I think people come in when they talk about, when they come into the studio here asking about podcasting is that they assume 30 minutes is a good content length. I think that's a good starting point. But as you get better, I think you should explore other formats and not be afraid to go longer. Uh, or shorter. Or shorter. Why not? Yeah. I mean, one of the best podcasts I've listened to is five minutes. Right. But those are like how-tos, right? Um, yeah. Fact, like, yeah. 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 So, yes, I mean, you're not going to listen to an hour and a half of how-to. Well, you've had them all up. Right. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, you don't you don't consume them. They're like snacks. Yeah. And, yeah. But not be afraid to go long. Oh, um, no, no. Definitely not be afraid because people can always pause it. Yeah. And with um, Netflix now, when they re release a, um, a video series, um, you know, they can release the whole what, 20 episodes or 13 or mm. 10 episodes all in one batch. And people will binge watch. Right, exactly. Uh, That's what happens these days, yeah. isn't it? People sit in and they binge watch like 12 hours yeah. of Game of Thrones or something. Yeah, and no one's telling Netflix, oh, no. you can't do that. I don't have time for that. <laughs> yeah. I don't have time to watch 12 hours of content. Yeah. <laughs> but people do. Yeah. So yeah. they must have the time. Yeah. And be willing to do it. Yeah. And be interested. So... Well, it's the saying, I don't have 12 hours to play yeah. Fortnite, mm. but people do, they find it. Yeah. And it's, if you want to do a podcast for 10 hours, do it, do it. Why not? Yeah. And most people will dislike it. That is the point, but it's not for most people. It's for your audience. Yeah. The people who love it. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm very, you know long on long content long form content obviously this is not going to be a three hour we'll, we'll um, keep this one short but they, i think you know 45 minutes i think is nice um if you have a round table format if it's open conversation i think it's got to go longer than an hour if it's a structured conversation less than an hour probably it's hard to get it longer than an hour um but with the grind which is like the long form show that we do two and a half three hours um, is just the best. However, that is also mitigated by the fact that the guests are drinking alcohol and therefore there is a natural limit to how long that can go on until it becomes too diffuse and, you know, the, the, the subject just kind of goes off random. Yeah, so, I mean, again, the point being is that, you know, you, you don't be afraid to mix alcohol and podcast. I'm not suggesting people do it, but it's just there are formats, right? Um and, you know, the old school interview is dead and the conversation is here. And that's what podcasts are about, I believe. That is why I don't mind, like, you know, sit around, have a beer, have a chat. People love it. And I think you've got to think about it as an experience for the guest as well. So, you know, 30 minutes might not be enough. You know, have a, a you know, again, we don't have these conversations anymore, right? You know, these campfires. Where yeah. do you have them? And that third person, this or the listener is the third person. Yeah. Um, when I was in China and I was trying to get people 
interested in talking about podcast, hmm. I was constantly being told by some people that 10 minutes was too long. Oh, 15, oh, you've got 15 minutes. That's, that's too long. That's like a lifetime. Yeah. And looking at what I'm seeing now coming out of the U S coming out of Europe, um, that's a micro. It's getting longer and micro, longer. Yeah, if anything, it's going the other podcast. way. Yeah, micro podcast. Yeah, it's so, going the other way. Yeah. And what? I think it's because people know that they can come back to it. Right. You know, they know that once they've heard some, once they've started listening, they can pause it, um, go to work, come back home, re start, press play again, and just yeah. keep it going, keep it going. And that's something, I mean the flexibility of podcasting is up to the imagination yeah. of anyone that's out there. There is a flexibility. Um, the limit to say TV and radio was that it was fixed within a structure. Mm. Now and it had to be right. Yeah. Now an individual can come up with an idea an experiment, tweak it, try it out and can just keep going until they get it right. And there will be an audience out there um, that it resonates with. Mm. And it's just up to people to get out there, start recording and experiment. Mm. And the, the, the conversation, a lot of the, what were termed interviews are now moving to conversations. Maybe there's something else to come in the future. You know, a, a different type of conversation that we're witnessing as media, um, becomes more mainstream as social media becomes more mainstream that different kind of conversations will occur mm. in sort of different time I don't know time well, zones well, don't, don't you, time spaces do you think that, that that is what social media has sort of um, what's the word not bastardized but it's sort of um, yeah it's hijacked in a way I mean we we grew up before social media, right? So, I mean, if you count social media before 2006, which was like Twitter, Facebook and all that, right? So if you had a world before 2006, so if you were old, I mean, let's say, you know, you were 12 in 2006, you were born in 1994, so therefore you would be, what, 24? So if you're older than 24, you knew a world before social media, right? So just just bear with me in this this exploration, right? And I was yeah. born in 1972, so I'm 46, right? So um, I know what the world was like growing up without phones, you know, all that nonsense, right? Um, when people smoked, because that was <laughs> the equivalent of it yeah. all back then, social media. Um, so the reason is, is that back then, if you had a friend, they were a friend. There was no like ifs, you didn't unfollow people. You know, people weren't friends with you just because they knew you. They were friends and you had a clear definition of who your friends were and who they weren't, right? Then along came social media and they completely hijacked the word friend. It changed. Like, and even like the use of how we interacted with people, like if you like something, it was a heart. Right. that's uh, uh, liking is not a heart right that heart button like, that means love it means love and, and lo love is is love right and it, yeah. it's it's a unique um uh feeling and emotion between 
people like intimate or family or, you know, like good friends and so on. And it's real. Yet social media came along and hijacked that again, right? And so what's happened is all our sort of like what we've known for millions of years as homo sapiens and then what we've known as human beings beings in, in sort of like the modern man in the last 20 to 50,000 years in society, right? What we've known has been hijacked by social media in the last 10 to 12 years and changed the meanings, right? And a key part of that, I mean, you're talking this interesting thing about new conversations. A key part of that is we've always wanted connection, right? That, it, and they, they found like, if you think about it, if you, if you, if you've done something bad in society, what do they do? Lock you up. They lock you up in a prison, right? And if you go to prison and do something really bad in prison, what do they do? Solitary. Solitary confinement. There you go. So think about it. Solitary confinement is the worst punishment for the worst criminals out there. And it, isn't that fascinating that the worst punishment we could meet on people is to put them in a cell by themselves because what we crave more than anything as human beings is to be with each other, right? And that is part of our soul, part of our humanity. And that's what makes us human, that ability to connect and be with others. And social media has come in and hijacked that. And that is why I'm going off on a rant here, but I'm, I thoroughly believe that, I love is, it. that is what podcasting is about. It's yeah. like, it's saying, fuck you. If this is my chance to reconnect, to bring that back to bring back some of the analog connection that we once had in our lives and make us human again. And it's creating that third person conversation, those campfire conversations that have been ripped out of our, out of our existence. We had those as kids, right? We sat around and we talked and we sat around without people in a room looking at their phones. You know, we go down to the Hawker centers. We sit there and say, <laughs> We sit there in Singapore and we sit and we watch people and we see them sitting there for kids, like teenagers or for students or for office workers sit around a table having a meal. And when they finish their meal, what do they do? Put their phones up? Yeah. And they sit staring at their phones, right? In our day, we sat and we talked. Well, I'd like to add something to that. <laughs> When did that start? Did it start with the invention of TV? Did because what? this um, almost desocialization, this this um, distancing of ourselves. Because if you look, when people were at home, yeah, and the, before t television, yeah, before that that electronic screen appeared, people would talk to each other within the family. The TV arrives, maybe radio, and people now instead of interacting personal face-to-face -face person they're sitting watching an electronic screen yeah on their and, own yeah and even if they were even if they were with other members of the family conversation was gradually being reduced yeah now we have electronic screens with us all the time and that desocialization process is continuing so maybe it started even before the mobile phones. Well, so that, yeah, it's an interesting. I, I would argue that to some extent, TV did desocialize us, but to some extent, it brought, to get, brought us together. There, there's two ways. That, yeah. 
that happened. And the first one is, is that um, people gathered, people went to other people's houses to watch TV back in like in the early stages of TV. Oh, somebody, yeah, I remember. Somebody came around your house, like your mates would come around and watch TV yeah. together. Kind of still. I mean, my son kind of does that still. There was a very special occasion yeah. that happened. But back in your day, that would have happened, right? And my day as well, yeah. later. <laughs> and But the other, the other flip side of that, right, is that um, TV was social currency. So you went into school on a Monday morning or a Friday morning and said, did you watch Top of the Pops last night? Yeah. Or did you watch Match of the Day? You had something to talk about. But there came a point when people said, stop saying, this conversation stopped was, did you, did you see that thing on TV last night? Nobody says that anymore, right? So what happened was social, TV lost its social currency. It lost its ability to create conversations, which is what it should have always been. You know, TV was about connecting people and having stuff to talk about, just like radio was. People gathered around the radio and listened to the, you know, the seven o'clock show or whatever is comedy or news, or whatever, as a family. And you see the old pictures sitting around the hearth, right, listening to it. And I think that process kind of went out when TV became decentralized, when video started. And you didn't need to stick to the programming schedule, right? And it became sort of democratized. I suppose was the flip side of it. You could watch what you wanted, when you wanted. Therefore, you didn't have anything common to talk about, right? Yeah. So I think that process has been ongoing. What's really happened now is it's just gone to the extreme, right? That now that's acceptable. I'd even see it with my son. It's like, you know, he, he's always on the phone. I have to ban it at the dinner table. And I'm very conscious of myself using it as well. So if I use it, then he'll use it. And then the last thing I want is like the three of us sitting at the table, <laughs> dinner table, you know, looking at our phones. So how do you get that back to podcasting? How does, how do we link that to how podcasting now? Because we know that there's an issue with the mobile phone as it is. Yeah. So how as podcasters are we going to fi help fix that? Well, here's what I think. Yeah. That podcasting is not interviews, Right. And we've established a conversation and a podcasting is like a solution to what's missing in the modern life, right? And people think I'm nuts, but that's my hypothesis, right? In the same way, I think podcasting is like Starbucks. You know, Starbucks doesn't make sense. Starbucks is coffee. It's expensive. It's twice as expensive as McDonald's and twice as slow. Yet why does it exist? Why? You know, because it's not about coffee. It's about space. It's a place. It's the third place for people to connect, right? So to the point about podcasting is that Starbucks doesn't say, all right, we've got to deliver faster. But people don't have time. People don't have 10 minutes to sit and drink a coffee. Fuck, they do. People go into Starbucks and spend six hours in there, right? You know, Howard Schultz, Howard Schultz proved them all wrong and said, look, this ain't about coffee. This is about space. And I think that's what podcasting is about, is like not try and be what we've seen on radio or TV, but on the podcast medium. Try and be what's missing in our lives. You know, the human soul is crying out for connection and podcasting is the solution. And that's how we link it back. And it like 
who's actually thinking like this? People probably think I'm fucking crazy. But I think that's what we've got to realise. This is what it's about, guys. Well, I think it's... It, I see your vision and this is why I think everyone should podcast because as you experiment, new formulas of podcasting will come up. And because people are using their voices, they're using uh, their their physical presence, they will come up with new novel solutions. And everyone's talking about, a lot of people talk about um, what entrepreneurship is creating in the sort of technology spaces. Mm. But podcasting is going back it's using the basics it's using our bodies it's using our voices it's using our eyes to as you say communicate directly with one person to another a text message as has been shown are very easy to misunderstand there's a lot of misunderstanding when people send a text but when people communicate face to face and mm. voice to voice misunderstanding is reduced people know ex people are built to understand facial expressions. They're built to understand the tones in voices. And that's, that's in a way being lost with some of the technologies that are being employed. But with podcasting, it's bringing it back. I think it's bringing it back. Bringing so it that, back. Yeah, it's bringing it back. That bringing personal, human back. Yeah, bringing the humanity back into Absolutely. our communication. It's a strike. It's a yeah. blow to the machine. Yeah. Yeah, especially now the conversation. And funnily enough, I'm chairing a conference tomorrow about big data and AI. So, you know, as we go more one way, we push back on the other way, right? Yeah. That is um, fascinating. Yeah. I, I, I remember once, and somebody will correct me if they get the data on this, is that they did a study on teenage girls and they measured their stress levels and I think there's a hormone in the brain called oxytocin. I think that's the one. There's another one, but I can't remember. I think it's oxytocin, which measures like stress levels. Um, it's not serotonin. It's not- it puts you to sleep, doesn't it? Yeah, serotonin is the happiness, but oxytocin, oh. something like that. Um, anyway, one of those, and um, cortisol, sorry, cortisol. Yeah. yeah, and oxytocin as well. But the point about oxytocin is it's particularly, I think it's generated when you are in contact with human beings. Um, my point is, is that they did this study because I used to do, I used to research young people on mobile phones, communication and interaction, right? And uh, they studied young teenage girls and how they use BlackBerry Messenger, so BBM. So all for all those people remember BBM back in the day, 2006, when it was big. You know, it was as big as Instagram now, right? And teenage girls were the ones who were using it, right? BBMing each other. And they they measured the, the oxytocin or the, the cortisol levels when they, uh, the communication between the mom and the daughter. And, you know, if, if the daughter received a message from mom, how would that impact her stress levels? Would it reduce it? Because you would hope that the presence of a mom would, reduce the stress levels and they found that there was no impact in a text message so um the point being is that that despite all this digital technology we're still very analog in our interaction right you know you can't fake that even though you have all these tools to make life better our hardwired programming and interaction and cues 
are analog driven, right? Even if you have VR, AR, all of that, the brain is still programmed analog. Sitting here talking to you, Neville, all that we're still reading cues off each other, yeah. body language and so on. I'm still gesturing, right? Yeah. You know, even though we're listening to each other digitally, effectively. Um, but when the daughter, when when the, the mom actually sat in the same room and touched the daughter, the stress levels reduced significantly. So, you know, the point being is that, is that we are analog beings living in a digital world effectively. And the more we go digital, the more the analog will still need to be looked after. And that is why podcasting, because it is the most analog of all forms, right? It, it can exist in the digital format on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and so on, but it's very much an analog human. You can't fake it. There's no way AI can do this. Impossible. Not for hundreds of years. Yeah, I, and I don't think it ever, I personally don't think AI ever can. I think what the impression I get with AI is that it's trying to turn humans into machines rather than making machines into humans. They, you know, it's, it's a cheap, you see, you see a cheap fix is that um, when, you know, the uh, when the MVP, minimal viable product is put out, it's very difficult to use. And peop even people trying to get their heads around it, it causes a lot of frustration until they get to a point where they can use it and then the development sort of stops. With AI, they're trying to look at how they can make AI more human. But this, I, this is, I can't prove it, I've, but I just think there's something missing. Humans. Maybe it's a soul. Yeah, exactly. It's, the, it's, it's, it's soul. Exactly. Yeah. And soul is music. Yeah. And music will never die. Yeah. And didn't they say it was going to die in the digital era? Yeah. It's, been, it's still going strong as ever. Yeah. Totally. But um, I, the, 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 there's a soul missing, I think. And the soul can come out in a podcast. Yeah. It, it's just there. Totally. Reveal. And soul is something that's revealed, isn't it? It's something that it opens up. You know, it's there. It's it's what people want at the end of the day. And that is, I think, when you hit that sweet spot with the podcast is where you're getting something. You're, you're showing a side of a person, the soul, if you like, the real person, the real deal, not the PR bullshit. We want to know Neville, the man behind the glitz and the glamour. <laughs> there is no glamour. Exactly. <laughs> But well, I, do, I think, okay, we're, we're, we're sort of talking off the top of our heads here in this podcast. And I think um, if we look back in, say, a year, we'll see our ideas crystallize. Right. And I think, that, you know, some of the points that I'm bringing up now, I've just thought for the first time. You know, I'm, I'm just thinking it through, thinking it through. It's not, and I think having the microphone in front of me, having you and Barrett there, um, it's forcing me to explore and to think through. Mm. And I think this is another thing where that soul, that, that humanity sort of is involved, that there's something when you get a group of people or two people or even an individual on a microphone talking, they're not just talking um, in a space, they're also talking to themselves. Mm. 
and they're hearing that back. I think something gets lost when, um, you know, you send a text message and you hear that text or you read the text message. There's, there's not a person there. You know, the person isn't really there because it's not a voice. There's no image. It's just a set of mm. letters. It's command though again, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And hearing a voice, you know, faltering, making mistakes, thinking it through. I think we also pick that up, you know, ideas as they sort of germinate, crystallize and then get solidified. Mm. That is also something that we communicate to each other. Like, yeah. you know, I'm yeah. not really sure what I'm saying here now, but, but in think, psychology it exists mm. that there's a thing in psychology called phatic communication, P H A T I C. And it's, a lot of people say, for example, like body language, yeah. um, you know, all those kind of like nonsense things like, you know, 90% of the communication is nonverbal, which is, un which I think is untrue, but we just kind of accept it. A, a vast amount of our communication is verbal. It's just not in the words yeah. necessarily. It's the fatics. Like you just went, yeah. Right. That's called fatic. That's fatic communication. It's like, trying to communicate a, a dynamic between us in everything from like how you use the space, how you use your voice, you know, how you react, your, you know, the fact you're sort of nodding when I'm saying this, all, all those kind of things. It's a dynamic, which is all being communicated all the time. It's, it's like a two way process here. Right. Um, and that is a very human thing. And the other, you know, the phatic communication exists in the monkey world as well. They talk about like grooming, you know. Are like, you going to groom me? <laughs> uh, you come and sit in here and I'll pick the, pick the ticks out of your, 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 your mane. But that, you know, that, that's how monkeys yeah. exist, right? And they, they do all that. So that, the point being social communication is like a constant fire hose of back and forth. It's going on all the time. So it's very hard just to, like you say, put that into text messages because it loses all of that. Yeah. And that's why even in text messages, we try and put like smiley faces and all that kind of stuff in there, right? But you can't capture it. You, you can easily misread it. So that's the analog human communication of the human being that I think podcasting really is trying to capture. And sort of with that, you know, that, that goes back to as you, as people are discussing something on a podcast, the the listener can also disagree yeah agree um as they hear the conversation unfolding they can th their own um internal um processes are engaged at that level yeah right and you know it's even more i mean i think this is maybe why audiobooks have been so successful because a good a good book read well um adds something to it mm. you know the 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 reader is also adding their um adding a level of performance to it mm. and that that performance um a listener can pick up on um maybe they might even disagree with agree with it it adds it adds that bit extra that's the conversation yeah. they're part yeah. of yeah well, we did have a list of questions today and we only did two. 
Well, I think we've gone deeper. I think yeah, we've, exactly. We, I think in terms of why people should podcast, I think um, this has been a very uh, eye-opening, ear-opening. Um, ear-opening. Yeah, I'm, I'm pleased I, I've taken part. Yeah, know? me too. I feel like we've we've created something. Yeah. Why, you know, we ask the questions, um, what should I podcast about and how long should my podcast be? And that was an hour, just an hour on that. Yeah. But I'm pleased with that. I think we, we've got it out. We planted a flag for podcasters out there. And we said, hey, listen, you fucks. <laughs> this is what we think. And we could be completely wrong. But a year's time. Uh, yeah, I'll look back and we'll see what we were talking about. Uh, I mean, we, I can see how it works, but we've moved on from there. And right. I think that's... We've moved on. Yeah. In a year's time, we'll have moved on. All right. So this is Graham Brown and Neville J. McKenzie. We are in the Asia Tech Podcast studio. We are the Asia Tech Podcast Ask Me Anything. So what we're going to do on a regular basis is, is solicit questions from podcasters, wannabe podcasters and listeners. And the easiest way you can do that is you can hit us up on LinkedIn. I'll put all the details in the show notes. Um, we haven't really thought about how people could submit questions, you see. So we haven't really thought that through too much. Um, but for now, just hit us on LinkedIn and join in the conversation. And as we as we develop, as you can see, this is work in progress. We will have our shit together. So for the next one, we'll actually know how you could submit questions <laughs> to the podcast. But for now, we'll put all the details in the show notes. You can just ping us on LinkedIn. And um, yeah, so if you are a podcaster or you are interested in starting a podcast, or you just love podcasting, we'd love to hear from you. Graham Brown, Neville McKenzie, signing out. This is Asia Tech Podcast. And we'll talk to you later. This brings us to the end of this episode of Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action. Now we need you to hit the subscribe button and head over to asiabizstories.com for more great information on how to take your inspiration and turn it into action. Thanks again, and we look forward to having you join us next time on Asia Biz Stories, Entrepreneurs in Action.